The following program is rated PG for no particular reason. When you need a private eye and times are tough, you may not have the resources to afford Nero Wolf, Eddie Valiant, Richard Diamond, or Jeff Regan. So who can you turn to except... T-Bone Selm, the discount detective. Yes, T-Bone Stone gives you more value for your covert detection dollar. Today's exciting episode is called The Case of the Ten Drachma Handshake and stars Jake Vandebrake as T-Bone Stone, the discount detective. This week's episode is brought to you by Ethel's Egg Emporium. At Ethel's, you get exactly what you expect. We open the story with T-Bone Stone in a race for his life. He's in an abandoned warehouse by the docks being chased by thugs from the Stujo crime family. What a dope I am. I should have listened to Verna and not taken this case. Now no long shot gambler with a racing form would put a buck on me getting out of here alive. But at least I got Billy out. He'll tell Detective Crenshaw about this whole mess. Give up, Stone. You don't have a chance. We've got all the exits covered. Give up now and we'll make it quick and painless. Quick and painless. Wasn't that the battery for the Cubbies in the third game of the World Series a couple of years ago? Cubbies? World Series? Don't make me laugh, Stone. Hey, Rocco. We got his partner trying to get out a window. Good, Sonny. Good work. Okay, Stone. We got Billy. So give up nice and peaceable-like. I'll get you, Billy. Don't fret. Don't worry about me, T-Bone. You'll have to tell Detective Crenshaw now that- Shut that kid up, Sonny. Shut up, kid. Or I'll bash your head. You're what? Don't worry about me, T-Bone. I figured there was one way out they didn't have cover. If my hunch was right, that's where Billy would be. As I turned a blind corner, I felt like I was hit by the downtown bus. The whole world was spinning like a prima ballerina in one of those hoity-toity ballet things. I fell backwards and my head hit the steel floor and everything went black. Can T-Bone get out of this pickle? Has he run out of luck? Will Billy's mom kill him? We return to the case of the Ten Drachma Handshake. It is 12 hours earlier, and T-Bone is lying on the couch in his private office. Seven in the morning. Did I sleep here last night? Let me think. Um, that's right. I walked around half the city last night following some nabob named Oscar Billings, whose wife thinks he's cheating on her. I don't usually take these wife thinks her husband is cheating jobs, but business is slow, and well, you know. He must have stopped at half a dozen places, from cheap flophouse gin mills to high-class uptown martini and canopy places. Billings must have had a dozen or more chances to pick up dames, but blew them all off with a wave of a hand and no thing. I came to the conclusion he was looking for someone. I decided to let him search alone. While the singer with the house band at the Boom Boom Club sang some torch song, I decided I was closer to my office than my cheap room. So I left Billings there and came here and fell asleep. I heard a sound from the side door. 
Hey, T-Bone. You should lock the door, or some unsavory characters may come in unannounced. Keep your family out of this, Billy. What are you doing up so early? I heard on the police scanner that Oscar Billings, the guy you were following last night, was picked up for murder. Murder? I followed him all around town from Ethel's Egg Emporium in the early afternoon until half past midnight and then left him at the Boom Boom Club. Getting that product placement in kinda early, aren't you? Not really. I followed him from Ethel's. What happened? I don't know much, T-Bone. Where did it happen? At the Boom Boom Club. When? Don't tell me 12.45 a.m. That's about right. Word on the street says as soon as the singer finished her set, Billings walked up to Roscoe Vinzani and cool as a cucumber put two slugs in his chest from point-blank range. Roscoe Vinzani. A mobster? Then he sits down next to Roscoe's girlfriend, who was frozen with shock, and finished the dead guy's drink while waiting for the cops to show up. You know, for a guy who doesn't know much, you seem to know a lot, Billy. What kind of drink was it? Whiskey straight up, with a twist. I don't know what brand. Oh, Billy, that was my next question. Come on, Billy. Let's go down to the police station to see if Detective Crenshaw will cue me in on any of the details. Sure thing, T-Bone. Say, I'll lock the side door while you write a note for Verna. You know how she gets when she doesn't know where you are. Good thinking, Billy. She's like a mother hen at times. Hello, T-Bone. And how are you this fine morning? Verna, I didn't know you were here. Have you been here long? No, T-Bone, only a few minutes. I heard you and Billy talking, so I figured I wouldn't bother you. And hello to you, Billy. It's a wonderful day, isn't it? Hi, Verna. Maybe a good day for you, but not for Roscoe Vinzani. Eh, T-Bone? What are you talking about, young man? Do you recall that case I took for Scarlet Billy? Remember that fiery redhead who thought her husband was cheating on her? Oh, yeah. She was some looker. Well... Apparently her husband Oscar murdered Roscoe Vinzani last night just minutes after I gave up the tail on him and came here to crash. Isn't Roscoe Vinzani with the mob? Yeah, the Studio crime family, no less. Oh my! T-Bone, you'd better stay away from this case. You know how those mobster types can be. Cut your losses. Don't get involved. That's my advice. Don't worry about me, Verna. You know I'm a careful fellow. Come on, Billy. We'll be back later. T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective is a very amateur broadcast theater production written by Donald Spicer and directed by Doug Shaper. As we return to the next act of the case of the Tin Drachma Handshake, T-Bone and Billy are walking down Main Street towards police headquarters. The Stoojo crime family? How could anybody keep a straight face while being strong-armed by someone from the Stoojo gang? Word on the street says the Stoojo crime family is trying to change their name. You know, for public relations reasons. I guess a 45 in the ribs isn't dramatic enough these days. You gotta have a cool name to go with it. Here we are at the station, Billy. I'm going in to see what I can get from Detective Crenshaw. Then I think I'll get in touch with Billings' wife. You go see what the word on the street is. We'll meet back at the office in, say, three hours? 
Sounds good to me, T-Bone. I'll see you later. I decided to see the coroner, Dr. Chad Cooper, before talking to Detective Crenshaw. Maybe the good doctor could give me a little insight into the murder. I went around to the side of the building and entered. The side entrance is by a parking lot. I walked past row after row of black and whites and entered the immense sandstone building. I headed down the staircase to the morgue. Beyond the double doors marked City Moor, the smell of the dismal place attacked my senses. I authorized myself through the authorized personnel-only doors and saw Dr. Chad Cooper standing next to a filing cabinet. His rugged good looks and mellifluous voice seemed out of place down here. Let me see. Either you are Miles Standish or T-Bone Stone. And since it isn't the early 17th century, you must be T-Bone. Good memory, Doc. I didn't even remember I introduced myself as Miles Standish the first time we met. What can I do for you, T-Bone? I just dropped by to see if you could give me the skinny on the murder of Roscoe Vanzanti last night. Roscoe Vanzanti. Do you mean the mobster Roscoe Vanzanti? Yeah, he's here, right? Two slugs in the chest at close range. I wanted to know any details the police may hold back. I don't want to disappoint you, T-Bone, but I don't have the body of Roscoe Vanzanti, or anybody else for that matter. It's been pretty quiet around here. I haven't seen a new corpse for half a week now. I was beginning to think the universe was conspiring to bore me to death. Tell me, T-Bone, when did he allegedly meet his maker? Last night, a little after midnight. Billy Biggs told me it was all over the police scanners. That's odd. If a stiff would come in during graveyard, I would have certainly been called. And there's no place else in the city the police would take it, especially a homicide. Say... You're not pulling my leg, are you, Doc? Crenshaw didn't order you to clam up or anything like that? Hey, wait a minute, T-Bone. I've always been straight with you. Well, except for that cadaver story in med school. I thought that story was false. How would the dead guy know it was the dean coming into his office and not his secretary or a janitor? Boy, you really had me going there, Doc. Yeah, but if it would have worked, the dean would have freaked out. Sorry to get off the subject, but I got nothing, T-Bone. Sorry I couldn't help you. That's okay, Doc. I'm heading upstairs to see what Detective Crenshaw has to say. Good luck, T-Bone. Don't go away mad. Just go away. A few minutes later, we find T-Bone standing outside Detective Crenshaw's office. I could see the detective through the glass door. He was sitting at his desk staring at an open brown police file folder. He seemed deep in thought. My first plan was to wait for a moment hoping to get his attention. When the first plan didn't pan out, I knocked on his door. The old shave and a haircut, but without the two bits. After half a beat, he finished the knock with two taps on his desk and motioned me in. Do you have any idea how much it annoys me when you knock that way? You must admit, Detective, whatever you're doing, you know it's me at the door, don't you? Yeah, but it still bugs me, Stone. So what do you want? I'm busy here. 
Okay, I'll get right to the point. What's the story of the Roscoe Vinzani murder, and what's the deal with Oscar Billings? Stone, you know I can't talk about an open investigation. Open investigation? From what I heard, after doing the dirty deed, he sat down, had a drink, and waited for the police to arrive. Where'd you get that? We haven't issued any statements about the murder yet. It was a whiskey straight up. With a twist, if I'm not mistaken. With a twist? How could you possibly know that? Come clean, Stone, or I'll haul you down. You know I can't talk about an open investigation. Open investigation? I'm the police here. Yeah? Well, I'm T-Bone Stone, the discount detective. I'm on a case for Scarlet Billings. You know, Oscar's wife. And I shadowed him all evening yesterday. Right up until 12.30 when I left the Boom Boom Club. Scarlet Billings? What's up here? She hired me because she thought old Oscar was cheating on her. Like I said, I left the Boom Boom Club at 12.30. So you weren't there when the crime was committed? No. I headed back to my office to catch some shut-eye. If you followed him all evening, then fill me in on his movements earlier. You know, for the report. I related from memory all the places he had gone last night. But there was something odd about Crenshaw. He looked bored and didn't take any notes. I even made a few things a little hazy and he didn't ask any follow-up questions. He clearly wasn't interested in what I had to say. He did perk up when I spoke about what Billy had told me. Where is Billy now and what is he up to? Dunno, Crenshaw. What's it to ya? I want to talk to him. I might be amenable to arrange some kind of face-to-face. But you gotta remember, Detective, he works for me. He's my most valuable employee. Well, except for Verna. I guess you could say both of them are my most valuable employee. I'm just interested in Billy, thank you. He seems quite adroit at getting the word on the street. I don't know anything about Detroit, but he has a certain skill set for obtaining information. I have solved many a case based on his abilities. If the truth be said, before I came here, I sent him off to find out what the word on the street was on this murder. Okay, when can I see him? Come on down to my office and you can talk to him. As long as I'm there too. Okay, okay, when? How about right after a break in the story? I'll be there. T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective, is a very amateur broadcast theater production starring Jake Vandebrake as T-Bone Stone and Kirk Spicer as Billy Biggs. This week's exciting episode is brought to you by Ethel's Egg Emporium. Come experience the exquisite examples of extraordinary egg delicacies. Ethel's exceeds them all. As we return to the next act of the case of the Tendrachma handshake, we find T-Bone, Verna, and Detective Crenshaw in T-Bone's office. Come on, Stone. Stop holding out on me. You said he'd be here at 11 o'clock. That's when I got here, and now it's almost noon and no Billy. What's going on? I don't know, Detective. Like I've told you a dozen times, we got to the station at about 8 a.m. I told him to meet me back here in three hours. He should have been back by now. Yes, Detective Crenshaw, Billy is a good boy. He's honest, courteous, and usually prompt, and I'm sure he'll be here soon. I'm sure he's a regular walking Boy Scout. 
but I can't be cooling my heels here when there is important police work to be done. I just hope Billy hasn't bitten off more than he can chew. What are you saying? Billy could be in trouble? What's the story, Quincha? Have you somehow gotten Billy into some trouble? How could I do that, T-Bone? He's your valuable employee, not mine. Come clean, Quencha, or I'll... What? Are you going to assault a police officer? I know you're smarter than that, Stone. Do you think I'm dumb enough to attack a police officer? I thought I might invite Verna's mom, Ellie, over to do a little dusting. If you know what I mean, Verna. Oh, yes, T-Bone. Mama could dust Detective Crenshaw right into next week. What? A little word of advice, Crenshaw. Don't call her fat. Yeah. Remember what she did to that murderer who was holding a gun to her head? What? Yeah. All he did was call her a fat broth. I think he was getting nourishment through a straw in the prison infirmary for a couple of months. Poor soul. Mama didn't mean to hurt him so bad. Yes, I remember that night. I was both amazed and terrified at the same time. So back to the matter at hand, Crenshaw. If you think Billy is in trouble, you gotta let me know. Now. I'm picking up the phone, Detective. Do I need to call Mama over to do a little dusting? Okay, okay. But you have to promise me what I'm about to tell you will never leave this room. Do you both agree? Of course, Detective. I can keep a secret. You have my word, Crenshaw. Now, spill the beans. How shall I start? It seems that Oscar Billings had run afoul of certain tax laws and was facing some serious time in the slammer. At the same time, the NBI, you know, the National Bureau of Investigation, had a task force looking into the Stujo crime family. Stujo crime family? That's a pretty comical name for a bunch of hoodlums. Not now, Verna. So Special Agent Forrest Kirby of the NBI contacted me for some help. I'm telling you this because of your part in breaking up that spy ring. Kirby got a citation from the NBI for that incident. I got a letter of commendation from the NBI in my personal folder for my part. Gee, T-Bone, I don't remember you getting anything for that case. And you were the one who was tied up. I'm not here for the awards, baby. I just wanna... Can a tirade, Stone, and let me continue. Oh, yes, please continue. Where was I? Kirby got a citation from the MBI. No, before that. Call Mama over to do a little dusting? Oh, heavens no, after that. Special Agent Forrest Kirby of the NBI contacted you for some help? That's the one. So Special Agent Forrest Kirby of the NBI contacted me for some help. The whole case against the Stujo crime family hinged on testimony from Roscoe Vanzani. In exchange, he would be given a new identity and shipped away to some other climate where hopefully no nefarious characters would recognize him. But Vinzani is dead! No, he's not dead. Billing shot Vinzani with blanks, and a few drops of ketchup sealed the deal. So Scarlet Billings thought he was cheating on her. She was probably suspicious because of the time he spent with the NBI, hammering out the details of the agreement. He couldn't even tell his wife until the entire affair was over. 
So Billings would face murder charges to divert attention away from Vinzani and the Stoojo crime family until all arrest warrants could be served. They would keep Vinzani on ice until the trial started, and then, poof, the bad guys go away for a really long time. Gee, T-Bone, I never thought the NBI was smart enough to come up with an idea like that. Yeah, go figure. But wait, what does Billy have to do with any of this? As you know, T-Bone, Billy is a master of getting the word on the street, so to speak. If there is a shred of information out there, he'll find it. So you thought he would ask the wrong question to the right guy? Or is it the right question to the wrong guy? Which is it? I don't know, T-Bone. You're the fancy linguist. You tell me. The long and the short of it is, I want to know what Billy knows and keep him under wraps for a week or so, till all this blows over. It was the door in my private office. Both Crenshaw and I grabbed our rods from inside our coats and focused on the door. Verna did her best to hide behind me. Is anybody here? Billy, it's you. You're late. Sorry, T-Bone, but I... Billy, you scared the devil out of us. We thought something had happened to you. Sorry, Verna, but I... It's important you tell me what you heard on the street about the Vanzani murder. Everything. And don't hold back. There's not much, Detective Crenshaw, sir. All my sources are dumbfounded. No one knows a thing. They all think the Billings guy is some kind of nutcase. It's good to know you're okay, Billy. We wrapped up this case with a nice, neat bow. Wait a minute, T-Bone. Isn't this case supposed to end with an impossible chase through an abandoned warehouse? And you get thumped on the head at the most critical time? I had to change the ending, Billy. There was no way I could get out of that predicament, so I declared the case closed here. Besides, the budget didn't allow for another car chase. Can you do that, T-Bone? This is the T-Bone Stone Show. I can do whatever I want. What's the worst they could do? Cancel the show? So, by the way, Billy, why were you so late? I had an early lunch with Shirley McMillan at Ethel's Egg Emporium. I think I'm in love. In love? Oh, Billy, get a grip. In love? No. You've been listening to T-Bone Stone, The Discount Detective, a very amateur broadcast theater production starring Jake Vandebrake as T-Bone Stone and Kirk Spicer as Billy Biggs. Also starring Gloriana Spicer as Verna Gibson and Rick Ice as Detective Crenshaw. Additional members are Nathan Vandebrake as Chad Cooper and Emmanuel Martinez as Sonny and Rocco. The Case of the Ten Drachma Handshake was written by Donald Spicer and directed by Doug Schaefer. Brought to you this week by Ethel's Egg Emporium. Egg scramble for breakfast, egg rolls for lunch, or eggs florentine for dinner at Ethel's Eggs Served Without Exclusion. Ethel's Egg Emporium will exceed your expectations. Be sure to catch our next show when T-Bone Stone says... A farm in the Midwest, a rattlesnake's thing, and a chipped turkey platter spell murder. In the case of the unusual side effect. The art director was George Venegas and music by the Feslian Studios. This is your announcer speaking. Polly Posey's hiding in your closet. Quack!